everyone. Welcome back to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends recap the plot of romance novels, mostly recommended by you, while staying connected and trying to stay sane. HBs, we generally record at least a week in advance, and I personally try to stay focused on the text we're recapping and the hilarity Aaron always brings. This podcast is one of my means of self-care. It's also a means of escape for a lot of you, and that's important. However, things are not okay, and they haven't been since before our country's founding. George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Tamir Rice, Eric Gardner, Sandra Bland, and countless, countless others cannot be overlooked or forgotten. We've got work to do so that we can help affect change. If you don't know where to start, I'll include links in the show notes to bail funds that you can donate directly to to support protesters all over the country, as well as a new book club started by HBs that's all about undoing internalized white supremacy. The more we, especially white women, educate ourselves about the systems we unconsciously prop up and benefit from, the better armed we are to help. Okay, let's get to our regularly scheduled escapism. Here is the fifth and final part of A Court of Wings and Ruin by Sarah J. Moss. Hello, Erin. How are you? Are you so excited to finish Echo War? Oh, I, oh, I am oh, so oh. ready. <laughs> My body is so ready to no longer be in this world and never come back. What? I just, I can't. It's no more. I can't no more. I can't no more. I'm done. I will. I'll be back. Well, I'll go back and I'll, I'll read the new books, but I, we're not. We can't do this again. <laughs> No, we can't do this again. This is a lot. We can never do this again. It's so much. <laughs> I have never talked about anything with another person as much as I've talked about this with you. Well, I'm, I'm serious. I'm so glad it's been such a good experience for you. It has been. It has been, but I'm tired. I'm sleepy. I need a nap like that cauldron. Wow. I really wish you could read other things at the same time like I do. Like, I feel now like Elaine feels all the time. <laughs> you know, like, just. <sighs> Gosh, I hope someday I grow stronger. <laughs> like, that's how I feel. All right. Well, anything new with you? Mm, yeah. <laughs> well, you told me what you wanted me to banter about. <laughs> I can't do it organic. <laughs> I would be terrible on a late night show. Man, this sucks. <laughs> All right, Aaron, why don't you tell me the preordained thing that we were supposed to talk about? <laughs> My husband, David, got some Oreos at the store. He bought some corn dogs and some Oreos. Uh-huh. What a great treat. And we had corn dogs for dinner last night, mm-hmm. oven corn dogs, and then we both ate a normal amount serving <laughs> of Oreos, okay. a reasonable amount. Now, two or three weeks ago, I received a package sent to our HB address from an HB Ushma 
who sent me some Oreos. Oh, yeah. I brought those Oreos home. I ate one row of Oreos. Yeah. The next day, I ate a second row of Oreos. Sure. And on the third day, <laughs> she ate the third row yeah. of Oreos. David uh-huh. felt that this was um, a speedy consumption. <laughs> I usually eat a whole thing in a day. Yeah, I I felt totally reasonable. I feel like three thousand <laughs> calories of Oreos is the right is an appropriate serving. Right? That's one serving. I thought so. No? Right. So after we ate our normal serving of Oreos, I think that David became nervous that (laughs) we were going to become Oreos scarce, that it was a resource that if he left unattended (laughs) might be pillaged based on what had happened previously with the Ushma Oreos. Which I called my special celebrity Oreos that he could not have. Yes. I said, this was sent to me by a fan. <laughs> um, which, Ushma, I consider you a friend. However, I, but in front this of was David, a nice thing to be able to say, too. Yeah. yeah. So he discussed putting the Oreos in the gun safe. Mm-hmm. I became upset and said that it was not fair. <laughs> and then I was doing stuff on my phone and i heard a rustling uh-huh in the kitchen <laughs> and i knew that something was happening i knew that he was hiding them in some way that some that there was some subterfuge afoot and then i got to the cabinet the pantry food yeah. cabinet uh-huh and i saw a box of fig bars uh-huh uh, the Costco fig bars, of which the only good flavor is blueberry, and also I am allergic. If I eat more than two, I have a bad day, and I have a lot of bad days because of these fig bars. And yep. I realized that he had hidden the Oreos underneath the worst flavor of fig bars, where he knew I would never go. And then I pulled them out, and you could see the blue wrapper. It was such a betrayal. There's a betrayer in your midst. <laughs> but you know what? The, you know the thing is? Today mm. I wanted to go get some of those Oreos. Yeah. And I pulled out that box of fig bars and I was like, ugh, so much work. Oh, no. You know what I mean? Like I got to pull out all these fig bars <laughs> just to get to the Oreos. Did ugh. you put them back? Yeah, I would have to. I'd have to put them all back in their little rows. You know, it's a Casco thing of them. No, I know. But did you not eat them? No, I was tired. <gasps> I was like, ugh. I guess I'll eat fresh fruit. Aaron, you let David win. I guess I'll have a carrot. <laughs> Too much work, <laughs> you know? Wow, maybe I should do that to myself. No, I'll just I'll just leave the fig bars out. It'll just never get put back. Oh yeah, I have to put them back. Yeah, no, I won't. Mm-mm. And then I'll and then I'll yeah. and then I'll be told on. Everyone will know my shame. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Well, David That's my story. David's a smart cookie, and now you yeah. don't have any cookies, even though they are yeah. in your house. I can't get to them. Can't you? No, it's so much work. No, I'll have to catch David when he's eating them. <laughs> yeah, just wait for this. Russell, Russell. Gosh, and then today he left before lunch, and I was like, what should I have for lunch? He's like, I don't know. There's a lot of things in the house. And I'm like, yes, but are all the things options? And he was like, don't eat my corn dogs. <laughs> I was like, Okay. <laughs> But then I did. I did eat his corn dogs. Good. And then when he came home, he was devastated about it. He saw the sticks. He saw, he saw the sticks of the two remaining corn dogs. And 
he like laid eyes on them and then he <laughs> ran as fast as he could into the backyard. It was it was like when Katniss finds out that she's going into the quarter quill hunger games. Like when she runs into the forest and then she's like in the cold forest for like an hour before she's like, mm-hmm. Oh right, PETA. anyway it was like that only it was corn dogs wow pita (laughs) all right i am ready are you ready i've never been readier let's do this there's a battle and how long did we go no (laughs) get out of here okay so here we go chapter 64 (laughs) hp yeah chapter 64 so elaine has been cauldron napped yes oh no that cauldron (laughs) has her and so nesta's like there's no hope it's over elaine's toast it's just us now way to bring the negative attitude nesta that's the one and Feyre's like think again motherfucker i'm a shapeshifter and in front of everyone she changes her features into Ianthe, you guys. Schmerger. Schmerger. And then they fashion her a Schmerger costume. And uh, like Azriel gives her one of his blue siphons and they hope that nobody looks close enough at the pendant on her forehead because it's actually one of Azriel's siphons. And then uh-huh. Reese gives her this goodbye pep talk that was also honestly like so sexy. It ended with remember that you are a wolf. And you cannot be caged. Yeah. Oh, resand. And then Azriel shadow slingers her to Hybern's camp. Mm-hmm. Because remember, Nesta threw those bones. And so now they know where it is. Right. Okay. Chapter 65. Oh, I'm rolling. I'm rolling. I'm mm-hmm. doing it. Yeah. It's fast. We're going fast. We're going to be done in, I think this episode's going to be under an hour. <laughs> okay. So then. <laughs> So then they go through the gates and she's going through the camp and she can hear all the weird sounds and the tortures. And Pharaoh realizes that Hybern's army is regular. She's yeah. like, oh, yeah. these are just people. They eat, they sleep, they, they talk. They shat. Yeah. Yeah, they're not like always raring for a fight. Yeah. That's not them. But for the first time, Pharaoh yep. realizes the humanity of her enemy. So here we are at chapter <laughs> 60, what? Feyre. All right. So then Jurian saunters up to her and she's gotten to this like bonfire celebration where Mm -hmm. the the center of the celebration is torturing one of those child of the blesseds. Yes. There's two of them that are already hung up dead and there's another one that's currently screaming. It's a lot. Yeah. And Jurian comes over and he tries to ask Schmerger some sort of question and Farah tries to be schmurgery at him, and he immediately clocks who she is and what's going on. Yeah, because he knows that schmurger's dead, right? No, no, is he knows. just or is she just so bad at schmurgering? She's just apparently so bad at schmurgering. Oh oh I don't know, man. Okay, because nobody knows Ianthe's dead. So then he's like, Elaine is in Highburn's tent, and also. You should be rubbing that vag all over me right now. Yeah. Because that's what Schmerger's been doing for the past yeah. few weeks. <laughs> and Feyre, girl, that's not a chore. Get into it. Get, get into, into it. it. Free pass. Come on. She does not get into it as much as I wanted her to get. She doesn't no. get into it at all. She's like, ew. But like, Jurian's. Jurian's nice. excellent. All right. Yeah. 
Yeah, she's not working this like the throne scene at no, all. At all. And Jurian fans everywhere were really mad. Okay. So then she's like, we got to save that child of the blessed. And he's like, you choose her or you choose your sister. You're not getting right. both out of here. Because Jurian understands what it's like to be an undercover spy embedded in the enemy. You, sometimes you got to turn sometimes the other. you got to look the other way. Yeah. Because right now you're a spy in the enemy camp, Feyre. That's but what Feyre's happens. not like that. She's like, no, fucking Wonder Woman. Let's just walk across all the ditches. Who cares? It's true. She's like, if if I can fuck this up somehow by being noble, boy, I'm gonna. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so then he's like, uh, hey, Schmerger, let's go to my tent and see what that mouth can do. He literally says, and uh-huh. see what that mouth can do. And he's all in leather. And he's got that stubble happening on his chin. I'm sure of it. Yes. It's a lot. Yeah. And Farah's knees didn't go weak or anything. No, she's the worst. Farah, uh, enjoy it a little bit for Fera. us. For us. For, for me. us. For listener. Think for reader. Listener. <laughs> All right. So they saunter by Hybern's tent and he's like, hey, Schmerger, wink, wink, you should talk about maybe wanting to pray at the cauldron. Nudge, nudge. And she's like, oh, I think that I need to do a prayer at the cauldron before yes. I hop on that D. Mm-hmm. I need to do a pre-dick prayer. A pre-dick prayer. A I've got to pray that everything goes great it's for true. when we do bang in your tent. <laughs> which is something, which is very schmurger. It is super schmurgery, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, the guards at the tent are like, ugh. This pre-dick prayer again, this this guy. She's always coming over to do her to her dick prayers. So they let her in. And they all walk in. It's it's her and Jurian. Oh, and Jurian like immediately clocks Azriel too. I don't know what happened to him in Aramalthia's ring, but he got preternatural senses. Oh yeah, he's real good at stuff. Yeah, because like the Shadow Slinger is supposed to be the best spy of all history and time. No, yeah. And then Farah is supposed to be like curse breaker extraordinaire. And yet here's Jurian. Well, and don't you, hasn't Azrael like been there in and out the whole time? Like hasn't Azrael been like shadow singing around Hybern? No, they haven't known where Hybern's camp is. Remember, they just figured it out because of the bones. Nesta. Oh, right. Okay. Never mind. Sorry. 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 Yeah. Well, what was happening when uh, Reese was like flying all around? Wasn't he like flying all around Highburn's armies like back when, you know, when he does his little yeah, flights? Yeah. They were doing things and there were other spy stuff happening. And then there Whatever. was Reese. It's and fine. Of course. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway, it's fine. he's been slinging okay. those shadows and he's currently doing that. So they go in and Elaine sees her. And Feyre uses what little magic she has left to, like, morph her face back into Feyre. And I'm like, dude, you've got no magic. Stop doing that. Just be like, hey, sis, your middle name is Flurfenberger. (laughs) Nobody else knows that. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Elaine Flurfenberger Archeron. Yeah. I love it. Like, I don't know. Say something. Yeah. So... They um go to undo her chains, but the chains are spelled, and so they can't. Mm-hmm. So Azrael mm-hmm. picks her up and, and tosses her over her his shoulder or something, and he's like, we got to run to the cliff because they're going to meet Jurian at the cliff. The, the plan is that if he can, Jurian's going to get that child and create a distraction, and they're supposed to hoof it 
to the cliff where hopefully the child will be. So they are running and Azrael has them totally cloaked in shadows, but the shadows aren't going to last long, you guys, because the sun is rising. Right. And then there's like a big distract and there's yeah. a scream and then there's a, yes. a bark mm. and then they start getting chased by these Naga hounds. Do you remember these Naga hounds? Aaron? The, the Naga hounds? The Naga hounds. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I the, don't know. Were they called Nagas or were they called Nagas? The uh, They're spelled either way, but... These Magas, they are... Those Nagas. Bad. They are bloodthirsty and bad. Yeah, and now they're hounds. And now they're hounds. Yeah. Anyway, so they're coming after her. Do you think that those Magas just want to be on the bad side? Or do you think that the Highburn has, like, harnessed them? Like, are they sentient beings or are they just kind of, like, monsters? Well, these seem these seem like a slightly different species than the Naga yeah. that are hanging out in the woods or whatever. So I don't know if um, if Highburn, like, crossbred them with something else to create these territorial monsters so they're just they're just animals like they're not like they're just it's yeah, not yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. hey those nagas they've sided with hyper no they've made a deal it's not like that no 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 it's i don't not know like i we've never I don't had a conversation so. with any of them i don't know i agree i don't know either i'm just spitballing here so i'm glad we're at least on the same page i just thought it might have been in there no no okay okay and now so arrows are them. getting shot whoosh whoosh ash ones oh my gosh oh whoosh, my gosh whoosh, 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 whoosh. and then she can feel as though something is tracking them on the side but she doesn't know what it is and, yeah. mm-hmm. and she's losing the shadows and it's all scary yeah. and then oh wait no we did swing by and get that girl not yet bro oh then sorry sorry Feyre gets shot in the shoulder by an ash arrow and it's a big pain ouch and then asriel pops a blue net over it or something he's got a magic wound thing and he did it to her Mm -hmm. okay so asriel is currently carrying elaine and off in the distance on the cliff they can see that girl and she's a beat up but she's all ready to go, I guess. Yeah. And so Feyre's like, you gotta go. You gotta get both girls because I've got this injury now or whatever. Yeah. And also maybe a hound is attacking her. That could be happening. There's, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. And so Asriel runs and runs and runs. Yeah, and, and he's like, no, we don't have time to get that girl, Pharaoh. We gotta concentrate on what we got. If we go get that girl, we're gonna lose the whole thing. But now and the girl she's is very like, no, convenient. You gotta go you gotta go get that girl. So yeah, Asriel's like, like, okay. She's like, make sure you carry both of them with your strong wings. Can I just say, later on, Moore's like, hey, Feyre, it was a really brave thing that you did. That you did. Getting getting that that girl girl And Feyre's just like, (laughs) yeah, thanks, bitch. She's not like, no, I didn't have shit to do with that. I did literally nothing except tell other people to do stuff. Thanks, girl. It was real brave of me. I know. Somebody should give me a medal, Feyre says. Yeah. Good job, Feyre. Yeah. Wonder if she saw that when she looked in the Arbol Arbolos. <laughs> probably. When she took credit for that Takes shit, probably. credit for other people's wins. Okay. Yes. So then Azrael grabs both of these bitches and he flings himself off the cliff, but not before a Naga hound follows him and scratches yeah. all down his back and his wings. So he's trying yes. to siphon, staunch the wounds while still flapping, while holding two other people wouldn't it be easier if it were one well fair can't fly really she's already gonna mm-hmm. have to figure yeah. out how to fly oh no yeah but oh, a no. naga hound is about to eat her because she fell down 
And so she yeah. shoots an arrow at one of them and murders it dead. And then another one comes and it's like midair about to chomp, chomp her. Om nom nom, the Naga Hound says. Hum, hum. But then out of stage right comes yeah, a beast she knows very well. A it's beast a, she has done had sex with before. Oh boy, she's had those claws all up in her, and it's a bear ram cat, and he's gonna <laughs> maul <laughs> everything. Bear ram cat, green eyed incel, <laughs> we love so much. Damlin, the one, it's Damlin. <laughs> so he starts fighting off all those hounds, and he he says in his eyes, he says, "Run." He does it with his eyes though, because if he tried to do it with his beast mouth, it would be back. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be good. It wouldn't be very cinematic. So instead, he just like looked at her with those eyes and then like squinted a little bit, yeah, and yeah, she yeah, was yeah. like, "Oh yeah, that means run. That means run." Yeah. So now she's got about twenty yards or so to get her booty up in the air with her wings, and so she's running and she gets her wings out right, and that's a whole thing. And then she's running some more, and she's like, "Oh, I can't drag my clit on the ground. You're right. I gotta lift them up. <laughs> lift them up. Ready now? Let's flap." So she's trying to do that. And meanwhile, hounds are still coming after her. Yeah. And she's trying to go and she's trying to go and it's not working. And then all of a sudden, a breeze scented with lilacs. <laughs> a breeze. And... <laughs> it's true. A spring breeze. A, a green wind. Breeze. Whoosh. Whoosh. Of, of flowers. Uh-huh. And all that stupid ass spring stuff. That's the Whoosh. one. It lifts her up as far as it can. And she manages to get airborne because Tamlin, while he was fighting off at least a dozen Naga hounds, he sent a spring breeze to bolster her. So she jumps off the thing and then she has to bank because a Naga hound is, has jumped after her too. Yeah. And she's a flapping and she's got her, her Nemo wings and she doesn't know what yeah. to do. And then Azrael's like, come over here, dum-dum. And she's like, cool, I can do that. So they start going toward the wards. And she sends the Helian curse breaker magics into the thing. And it creates a whole rift. And so they fly through the wards. Meanwhile, Azrael is actively bleeding everywhere while flapping his heart out to try to keep these two other humans aloft. Then Tamlin somehow gets away from those hounds and he does a big running leap and then he leaps farther than any any beast should be able to go because the same spring breeze whoosh carries him through the tiny rift in the wards and Highburn bellows in anger and then no! every no I wanted to torture you Pharaoh and then everybody winnows away climactic scene over done okay as is in very bad shape you guys he is still carrying elaine because she still has chains around her wrists and ankles right except as soon as he puts her down and her sisters are like within i don't know stumbling distance she just like walks over to them i don't know what the fuck elaine was doing maybe maybe it's like a hobble <laughs> I'm like, you do bitch. you do you not know what the fuck Elaine was doing, or do you, you know, bitch? Yeah, oh, she really can't. Okay, so everyone so gets then, healed. Oh, and Nesta yeah. hugs Feyre and says, "Thank you for bringing me my favorite sister." It's a sweet. Is it? <laughs> Is it? Feyre thinks so, and then they do a big sister cuddle puddle. Nesta, I I just. <laughs> You should have seen the otherworldly eye roll that I just got from Aaron. 
<laughs> the idea that there are three sisters and one goes to save another one and then the third one is like, thank you for saving my favorite sister. She didn't say that, but that's definitely she what's does, implied. Though. She does. Yeah. It's like, thank you for saving like the only person that matters to me in my yep. life. Fuck off, Feyre. It yep. is like that. It is like that. Like, yeah. What does Feyre have to do to be anyone's favorite sister? Like, it's, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. He has to just tamp it down for like a sec. Yeah. Half a second even. She can't. No, she can't. So then. But then we get a big heart to heart with more. Are you not ready for yeah, that? Yeah, because Callias and Winter arrive. No, I just, I just really real quick need to talk about Winter's army. Quadra Flary characters. No, Aaron! There are armored talking polar bears. There are ice stick bugs and there are Fox messengers wearing cute vests. Are you a monster? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> That's it. That's the whole point. I just wanted to talk about the well, talking and they polar give bears. Brer, what? Briar, Blair, Briaxis? Who? No, that human child of the blessed. We never oh, that see child again. of the blessed. Yeah, she gets she a is. passing name, but she gets given to the the winter court because they have fuzzier animals. Yeah, they have fuzzy <laughs> animals to snuggle with. <laughs> She's gonna get her own vest. Nope, her own fox in a vest. <laughs> She's no, gonna... I like the idea of them just giving her a vest like one of the foxes because she's a human. Here, we'll have you fit in. <laughs> for your own vest human you girl you can carry messages too yeah we'll strap you to one of these sleds <laughs> that's 100 percent what happened to her it is <laughs> okay and then more comes over to farah and she's like farah when yeah. i saw you leave i was worried i was never gonna get to tell you my truth and so can i tell you my truth and it's a yeah it's a big moment erin it's a really big moment. So mm-hmm. Mora essentially says that she loves Az, but she can't love Az like that because she likes ladies. She likes ladies more than she likes men's, but she still does like men's. So she doesn't mind fucking men. She gets like physical pleasure out of it, but she likes women on like a soul level. She she can only have like romantical soul bonds with women. And that's who she prefers. Sure. Yeah. I don't understand why she just couldn't tell him this, though. Like, I get yeah. it, but, like, why not? Yeah. Why not? For centuries, her best friend, Az, has been in love with her, and it's easier for her to be like, no, I just don't like you. I'm going to fuck this guy. I know. Because every time he professes his love, she goes and has sex with another man so that he knows that she's not into him. And it's like, the kinder thing to do is just to be like... Would just be to tell him. Yeah. I mean, and I know that very similar to our culture, especially a few years ago, but certainly still existing today in a lot of regions, it's super homophobic, right? And so I understand her hesitancy, but like within her inner circle, they would never but betray we, her trust yeah, like that. And Valaris is a very like open city. She talks yeah. about how she knows other like, you know, gay people and, and Valaris and how open and great it is. But it doesn't even, that doesn't even matter. This is between her and Az. I know. And even if Az was like not cool with lesbians, even if he was like, that's gross, I don't like you anymore. Like right. say, say at least... He would know. Why? Well, especially since she knows that Az's psyche 
only allows him to think that she finds him unworthy. Right. And like, that's a terrible thing to do to a person knowing that you're doing it to a person, you know? Right. I don't know. Yeah, the kinder thing to do would be just to tell him. And of course, he would accept her with no problems whatsoever. Yeah, it's a lot. It's very weird. Anyway, and like, there's this whole backstory where she was, during the war, she was in love with a human queen and then, you know, oh my fought God. it. Triple flurry. Whole... Like, please no. <laughs> yeah, that character's 70, dead now. Seven flurry. She, there's a queen and the golden queen was her great granddaughter. I don't care. Don't want to know. It's just, it was sad, though. And also, like, remember um, Nemo? Sarah, Sarah. Uh-huh. Yeah, Sarah. She's a seraphim. Close. Nifel, is that right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Nifel. Her and her lady inspired her to be with her lady. And so she doesn't just have an inspirational Nemo wing. She's got an inspirational Nemo vagina, too. Like, she really <laughs> inspired her <laughs> to be open and honest with herself, but not with as. It just, it but just breaks my heart. As. And, yeah. you know, like, we get to a point in this book where it's like, this is the last time anyone's going to see each other. And, you know, we're, we're about to go into battle. Like, if, if things need to be said, they need to be said right now. And she still doesn't fucking tell him. I know. I it, know. It's probable at several points at the end of this book that as dies. Oh, yeah. Never knowing why Moore didn't love it. Never knowing that it wasn't right. his unworthiness. That's very true. That kept her from loving him. And that is cruel. I know. Cruel. It's a lot. All right, guys. Now it's time to talk war stuff. War stuff. Are you ready for a war meeting? Here we go. War meeting? Yeah, all the all the guys are there. There's a bunch of the High Lords that are there, and they're in a tent. And Highburn is on the move, you guys. And I cannot wait to hear what you have to say about all of this. So Highburn is headed inland South. toward the human they're lands. Going, yeah, they're going toward humans. Yeah. And they think that it's because Highburn is basically headed toward the Archeron estate because it's the final straw. These Archeron sisters have I... messed with the King of Highburn for the last <laughs> time. And he's going to oh change his my whole God. war strategy to spite. Just the level of vanity sisters. of these three bitches. I know. But I guess it's true. I mean, oh, God. We, uh, thousands of years of fairy history yeah. has led to the culmination of this war. And we are going to base every decision mm-hmm. in this war on both sides around these three hot dummies that just came on the scene within the last five minutes. It, we, yeah, within the last like eight months. Yeah. Literally. It blows my mind. Well, okay. So I think, to be fair, his whole plan the whole time was to have Reese and all the rest of these hot dummies running all over the place, up and down and left and right, and chasing their tails so that they were worn out and they didn't have very many magics for when they finally battled, right? Mm -hmm. And I think Highburn didn't really change his course. I think he just sped up the timeline because of this invasion, I think. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't know that he's basing every decision, but the way I read it is that this thing happened. He's fucking pissed at all three sisters, and he's just like, you know what? Fuck it. We're leaving now. We're going to kill every human we possibly can on the way, and it's going to be great because we're ready anyway, and we've already tired them out, which is true. Right. 
But they also say something about, like, he's trying to delay the conflict because the cauldron's not ready. Yeah. (laughs) 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 All right. So this army is moving south. They're going toward the Archeron estate. And they're going to get all the humans they can. Wait, 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 wait. So Reese looks at everybody and he's like, Cassian, would you take the people like would you go this route and like go over this river or whatever and Cass is like no we'd have to winnow over or build bridges or Mm -hmm. so somebody's like okay so it sounds like we can't get there because we're gonna get there and be too tired and it's gonna be a suicide mission right and then somebody else is like so we're not doing that and Reese is like of course we are are. no but I want to read the paragraph right before that please please He'll have seen our prioritizing of Elaine's safety as proof that the Archeron sisters hold sway here. He thinks they'll convince us to haul our asses down there, likely to a battlefield with few advantages, and be annihilated. And that's when Tarquin says, so we're not going to go? And mm-hmm. Reese is like, oh no, we're going to go. Because we fucking love these Archeron no. sisters. <laughs> 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 but i'm just like god damn it guys like no i know no what he says is actually really cool it sort of like i don't know i think i'm an Aaron in this case because you think it's an inspire and i think it's a fucking dumb well he says let me say that, this why don't you just later read what on, he says i will but okay. later on reese is asked to do an inspire yeah to oh. his family right before they go into this battle and he does it and he fails at what? that inspire. <laughs> because when I read that inspire, oh I thought, God. man, remember the inspire from a few chapters ago? I wish this would have been that because it makes more sense to me about why we fight and what we're doing and what we're trying to be and mm-hmm. what, what the purpose of this battle is. Like, uh, the the I love yous have been done said. That's not... Saying I love you does not inspire me to go into battle. Fair. Well, anyway, I am the opposite. Does say I because <laughs> I think this is stupid. Go ahead. We will be outnumbered and exhausted, and it will not end well. But this has nothing to do with my mate or her sisters. The wall is down. It is gone. It is a new world, and we must decide how we are going to end this old one and begin it anew. We must decide if we will begin it by allowing those who cannot defend themselves to be slaughtered. If that is the sort of people we are, not individual courts, we as a fey people, do we let the humans stand alone? Okay, so my whole thing is, yes, that is a great sentiment, right? But what are you proving to who when you die? Like, if you do this knowing that you're completely outnumbered and Hybern is going to slaughter you, who the fuck are you saving? Literally nobody. Like, going in tired, getting super murdered, that just lets Hybern win, then you're no the kind whole, of fey people because you're fucking dead. This war. And now it's a Hybern fey people, not a you fey people. So, like, nope. You're just going to be ash on the goddamn battlefield and nobody's going to remember you. None Nelly. of those humans are going to remember you when they're Hybern slaves. Nobody. Melody. Not a Melody, Melody, body. Melody. Melody, Melody, Melody. They are going to lose this war anyway. Whether they fight it in the human lands and they don't have the high ground and they do it standing up for something or they do it later on. They are still outnumbered 
10 to 1, they are still going to lose this war. Either they're going to go down fighting for something or they're going to go down having allowed the human race to be slaughtered by these bad fairies. First of all, only a few of the human race. Second of all, that is that is categorically false. They could get more of the courts. They could get Baron's ass out there. They could finally figure out where their goddamn Melody, friends are. The longer they wait, the more stronger that cauldron gets. Not really. Not when you've got Nesta and the rest of the Archerons ready to just like to just like throw sticks on things. Like this is my hot take. Listen, oh my I God, love this, this inspirational so speech. I would have so gone dumb. down there. I would have gone down I there. I mean, I would have too. I would have left that Children of the Blessed girl to fucking get tortured the shit out of at the last oh, I, place. Yeah, 100%. I would have done that too. But yeah. I, I would have fought this battle. Uh, I would have too. But I definitely would have been like, I think that we can use our resources better. I certainly would have fought Feyre on her. Let's exhaust ourselves even more by winnowing individual families out of the path of the army. My God, how stupid. What, what the, the fuck? fuck? They winnow. So sorry, HBs. Feyre then is like, now we have to go save all the humans that are in the path of the army. We can't build a bridge and cross a river. But no. we can winnow down and get all these people. The We're going to spend pot. all night, the night before a battle, walking into these nice families' homes and being like, I'm a good fairy. I want to yeah. take you to a place that's nice. And then, like, convincing them to do it and then using more energy to... She winnowed the horses and dogs uh-huh. from her estate. Uh-huh. What the fuck? Yeah, this was so stupid. Come on, you guys. So they're exhausted and and they spend all night doing that. And so Reese like literally is asleep before he hits the pillow when they get Mm -hmm. back. And she's like, my mate is going to sacrifice everything. And so I need to do everything I can to make sure that we're in our best position possible, which at this point is like, what? Okay, okay, Feyre. Melody! Sorry! If they don't go down and fight this (laughs) battle now and protect these people, what What? kind of world? Then they've already lost. If they don't fight this battle now, the terrorists have won. No! They have to go. I am playing the long game here. Because if they don't go fight this battle now and they maybe win, then it's not Highburn's world. It's but a world no in which humans, humans aren't slaves. That's that's patently false. They're only saving, like, I don't know, 2,000 humans? And, like, I, I thought they were going to kill, kill all the humans. No! Oh. They're not going to go kill all the humans? Why would they do that? They want them for slaves. I thought that that's what was happening now. They were going to go take all the humans and, no, and they're kill just them or killing, make them slaves. They're just killing humans that like are in the path of the Archeron sisters because they want to kill people that I think the Archeron sisters care about. They would have killed oh. all the humans at their estate. Yeah. Or whatever. And like they, they certainly don't. Like, they would have tortured a bunch of them, oh, probably. Maybe I have a fundamental misunderstanding of what's like, happening. I'm just saying I thought that Hybern was going down to get all the humans right now. No! Human massacre is on. No, all Hybern's doing is try to lure them into a battle that doesn't work. If it doesn't work, Hybern hangs out and is like, well, I guess I have to figure out the next thing to do. Because what he's trying to do is lure them down to fight without any resources. And I'm saying, if you wait oh. four days, it's not going to be that many fucking humans. Never mind. 
Aaron agree with Melody. I thought Thank Big you. Human Massacre War was no. happening. And I thought you were saying that they should just let Big Human Massacre happen. No, big, I'm big, not. big, big human massacre, all human massacre. That's and not I was like, Melody, Melody, this saying. is hot take for Melody. No, and listen, <laughs> two thousand lives are definitely worth. Like they're they are precious, and that should not happen. But it's not worth losing the war, right? It's not worth allowing Highburn to probably rule for the next three thousand years. In fact, what they probably should have done is the winnow and then not bring the army down. Yes. Yeah. So anyway. Feyre you know decides, what you know what he actually should have done is we should have taken over the minds of all the soldiers in the Highburn army and made them forget about the war. Oh, well, he's really tired, though. <laughs> so. yeah, I'm just saying that's like a positive. That's like a strategy we should write down somewhere on the strategy mm, list. Interesting, interesting. Because he did make them all forget about Volaris. So you think <laughs> that maybe he could make them all forget about war. Right? Once again, Aaron. That was a thing that his ancestor did like 15, 5,000 years ago or something. Not yeah. him. But, but he anyway. did it with he did it with the brownie batter that was left with the with the <laughs> Aramantha. Know. Listen. Listen, I know. Okay, so then All right. Feyre's like, I gotta go get that Ouroboros. I gotta uh, risk it. It's always like the night before. Feyre's like it is. I am gonna do. The thing. The thing. It's like, I'm going to go talk yeah. to this real right now. Oh, 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 oh. The most important thing. Okay. All right. The thing that makes this whole decision kind of forgivable is that, I'm sorry, you guys, at the end of this meeting, Amron comes in and is like, the surreal was right. I put those two pages together. I figured out a spell that will nullify, not the cauldron, but it will nullify Highburn and his forces. So mm-hmm. as long as all the maid bitches can get to the cauldron and do a conduit so that I can do a spell, then we're going to be fine. I can nullify Highburn right. and all the things. And so honestly, what Reese and the rest of the commanders are thinking is all we have to do is hold off the army until the maid bitches come through. And then once that happens, it'll be more of a fair fight question mark, which is also not true because they have, I think, I don't know. 5,000 soldiers total, and Hybern has 200,000, whatever. So she goes and gets the Arboros, and she does a big walk up some stairs, and it's snowing. There's it's snow in there. Yeah. And it's in this. She has not slept. She spent all night room. doing all those winnows. <laughs> now she's doing a pilgrimage to the Arboros, which she's had for like months. She could have gone in there. Uh huh. Well, her whole idea is they don't actually need me like all they really need is my maid body so if mm-hmm. i go insaney pants although nobody knows she's there like, right how are they gonna find her god we just went it. through this like honestly like three chapters ago we just went through this okay so anyway she looks into the thing and all of a sudden there's this monster behind her in the mirror and it's sneaking up to her and it's got scales and it's got fur and it's got feathers and it is ugly as sin. And she is ready to murder it and it goes to leap on her and she turns around and uses her Illyrian blade and shoves it up into nothing because there mm-hmm. was because nothing behind not her. And then when she looks back in the mirror, guess what? She's not. She's not there anymore. She's the monster, you guys. It's the monster. And so she spends, I think, like a few hours 
Yeah. Having a conference with How herself. How many hours are in this day? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. She could have missed the whole battle. Just like she staring into her dark self. They could have woken up the next morning because people go crazy <laughs> and like spend years or whatever in front yeah. of this mirror. Everybody could have woken up and been like, ready for the battle. Where's Feyre? <laughs> oh, shit. Guess everybody's gonna die. <laughs> no, Reese would have called off the whole thing to go find Feyre. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That <laughs> that's what would have happened. Accurate. Oof. Okay, so then she goes to see the bone carver. And the bone carver's like, you looked. That's so exciting. Yeah. Wow, you looked. And... She's like, yeah, I'm going to magic it. It's yours now. He's like, oh, no, I mm-hmm. didn't need it. I just needed you to look into it. Because I wanted to see if you were worth it. And she gets really mad. What? But, I mean, she can get kind of mad, but she can't get too mad because that is like a foolproof plan. It is. Bone carver wise to see if Completely. like, see what her deal is. And she, we never really see the whole thing where she like cries and rages and vomits and like, yeah, just uh, got the mirror and all that stuff. She just kind of like glazes over that it happened, but I kind of wish there was. She it says she they showed her all of the moments of bad and pride mm-hmm. and selfishness and whatever that she'd had in her life, and she was sad about it. But then she accepted herself and she forgave yeah. herself and she loved herself for the good even, and the bad. Yeah, even the bad parts. Maybe because of the bad parts. Yeah. And I just kind of wish we would have gotten like well, three examples of that bad shit. Yeah, I agree. Or just just maybe like a couple of bad. Like it showed me the time that I blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I agree. Anyway, so that bone carver's coming. Yeah, bone carver's coming now. And it's really exciting. Oh, I will say... That she has a very, very sexy moment at yes. the end of this chapter because she says that when she reaches out to grab the bone carver's hand, she's not afraid at all. And then she said, good, then let's begin because she's going to yeah. transform him into a fey body. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just so sexy that she's standing in front of this monster and she's not scared at I all. Kind I kind of like, love it. Later, like, they never really describe what the bone carver looks like in his new body. And I kind of wish I knew because we yeah, see they do. a bunch of... They do? Yeah. It says it's a one-line thing and it says he had oh, chosen an Illyrian it. body. So he okay. looks like he's got the wangs and he got the leathers probs. Yeah. He's an Illyrian warrior. And it's nice. That kind of makes sense because like I feel like that bone carver is a little bit like gay for Illyrians. Oh yeah. Because oh, yeah. like remember when he kind of like made that come on to Reese when he uh-huh. said that he like liked him all muddy and like covered in blood? Do I remember it? <laughs> come on. <laughs> well, I remember because it was weird because he in Feyre's eyes was in the form of their child when he was like, You look hot and sexy, which was like <laughs> I just cool. wiped that from my memory. I think yeah. I saw him as an Illyrian warrior. Oh yeah. Okay. So now it's time to travel to the battle. And so they're traveling. And Nesta, for the first time in her life, puts on some Illyrian leathers. Mm-hmm. And she and Elaine looks at her sisters in all of their assets, un, you know, all swaddled up close instead of in a in a gown. And she gets, like, super blushy. Mm-hmm. Um, she wears something else. Nobody cares. No and one then cares. I, Cassie, I hate that Nesta is in leathers. I hate it. I uh, hate, you don't get to wear the uniform. If you don't do the training, I'm sorry. Yeah, she did not train for those leathers. I hate it. So Cassian gives Elaine a blade 
I'm sorry, Nesta a blade. And he's like, yes. you got to protect yourself because I love you. He doesn't say that. But that's no, what he happens. Doesn't. Yeah. And then he tries to give Elaine one and she's like, mm, no, no, I'm I useless. Want, so I don't, like one. I don't think My so. My arms are like limp spaghetti noodles. How would I even <laughs> use them to stab? Why do they even why do they even bring Elaine to the battle? Why is she even there? She's a maid bitch. She's got to help with that cauldron. Except apparently she doesn't. That's later not on. true. <laughs> right before they go to uh, do the cauldron thing, Reese winnows her the furthest possible way he can to make sure that she's far. So no, like, that's why not true. Bring this bitch to the thing. That's yes. not true. When they break off into the, the the different groups, and Nesta goes with Cassian, and Reese goes down to the battle, and Amran and Feyre go to the cauldron. Reese winnows Elaine far away. That's in the book? Yes. I hope. <laughs> for when yeah, we get there. I, think I don't that think it that is. happened. I any I wouldn't hear hot take and probably wrong take and it would have gone badly, <laughs> but I would not have brought Elaine to this battle. I would have been like, this bitch stays home. This is a liability we don't I mean, need I this. hear you. I hear you. I mean, but she's I supposed been wrong, to. But. She's supposed to do the chanting circle around the cauldron as right. one of the maid ladies. Okay, right. So okay. then she's like, "I don't want one. I am Elaine, and I can't know why not." Oh no! And then Azriel, <laughs> the the fish is pooping in the ocean. <laughs> that the was my favorite part. The sky. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile um, elaine can't even tell you if you're about to get pooped on what kind of seer is that okay yeah how about is anyone gonna ask <laughs> elaine like hey if we go down and fight this battle yeah. are we gonna like win or like or what's gonna happen elaine now I that we know that you're a seer no we're just gonna hand you a blade okay cool <laughs> anyway Azriel goes over to her and he's like I can't be in the battle because I got so demolished by those Naga hounds yesterday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So here's truth teller. I want you to keep it safe for me and have it be safe with you and you be safe with it. And it's like magic and it always strikes true and it's a whole thing. And Pharaoh's like, has he ever given truth teller to anyone else? And Reese is like, no, this is brand new. And he, like, shouldn't be doing it now. She <laughs> can't lift it with her spindly arms. Like, <laughs> this is dumb. <laughs> so it says, Elaine looked up at Azriel, their eyes meeting, his hand still lingering on the hilt of the blade. I saw the painting in my mind. The lovely fawn blooming spring vibrant behind her <laughs> standing before death shadows and terrors lurking over his shoulder light and dark the space between their bodies a blend of the two the only bridge of connection that knife <laughs> and then reese says paint that when we get home oh yeah okay it's fine. whatever so then reese gives them a big inspire talk and it is a big inspire, you guys. <laughs> it's not. It's not. <laughs> Basically, he goes around the circle and he tells everyone why being with them and around them has been a gift for his life. He says that if he had not met Cassian, he would not know the true depths of strength and resilience, of honor and loyalty. And if I had not met a shadow singer, I wouldn't have known 
that it's the family you make, not the one you're born into that matters. I would not have known what it is to truly hope, even when the world tells you to despair. Oh! And then he goes to more and he says that he wouldn't have known that light can be found in even the darkest hells, that kindness can thrive even amongst cruelty. Aaron. Yeah, well, if he really would have known that, he would get the children out of the court of nightmares to have done nothing wrong. <laughs> if he, if more really did it's teach true. him that lesson, we would hashtag think of the children in the court of nightmares. It's so, true. I don't know. I, it's very sweet. He goes around. And he says how he why he loves everybody. But that's that's not a that's not a get ready to fight speech. That's a goodbye speech. It really well, is. No, it's a remember what you're fighting for. It's a bit of a goodbye speech. But it they is. do think that they're going to be gone. Like, everybody thinks they're dying here. That's the thing. Everybody thinks they're dying. That's fine. But that's not a great attitude to go into the battle with. No, it's I, certainly I think not. really he needs it like this. This is why we came here today. This is why we're fighting. Because we're, yeah. we're this is the type of uh, people that we're protecting. And this is what we're doing today. Not no, like. No, totally. Hey, guys. You're my best friends. That's not inspiring. Well, I think I think the end of the whole thing is like it's been a gift maybe to like have known you for so long. It is a goodbye speech, but I cried. It is. No, yeah. I, I'm not saying it's bad. I think I think it's nice to say these things to the people you love when you know something's coming up that might kill you all. But it's not the battleground speech. It's the quiet moment before we leave for the battle. Yeah, there's no uh, orchestra swelling in the background when he's talking no. right now. And you really need that orchestra, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you need that big I mean, brass band or whatever. They the may take our lives, but they will never take never our, take our freedom slash the, this handful of families that are in the way of the, the army. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, <laughs> neither, not them either. For. Yeah, I'm so sorry about that whole argument. I really did think it was all the humans, and I was like, it's "Yeah, not. <laughs> sorry. it's not. It's sorry. not enough humans. I'm sorry. I, just, I can't believe I always I just, assume it's you. a big stab. I just always think it's a big stab, and you just always think it's a small slash. <laughs> I thought it was a big slash, but it is a slash, not a stab. Yeah, it's mm. an incised wound, as Erica C would say. Not a puncture wound. Thank you very much. It, the stabs are longer. There's, the stabs go deeper than they are long. Yes. And the well, slashes yeah. go longer than they are deep. Correct. Yes. Yes. Thank you, resident medical examiner Erica C. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So they arrive, and guys, it's bad sauce. Hybern's ready. Hybern has every they scrap have all of all the high ground. That's right. There's also like. 17 times more of them than the mm -hmm. good guys and honestly they believe in their cause more let's be real most <laughs> of these high fey other than like tarquin and reese don't actually care about humans very much fair yeah and like even tarquin like <laughs> yeah tarquin's like i'm trying to battle like the high fey versus the lesser fey right now yeah yeah I, like yeah. i've got my own things to to do okay so then Cassian says that, like, if all goes well, they've got, like, maybe a couple of hours before they're all dead. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. oh, good, good. Um, because all of the ladies need to get, like, they need to go through the battle and up to the cauldron 
to do right. their chanting circle there. So really the whole battle is just kind of like time filler for they, they've got to get to the cult. Here's the thing, yeah. guys. The battle is everything that happens in Quidditch. And then them getting the cauldron is catching the golden snitch. Yeah, it is. Yes. Thank you. Curtsy. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That yep. was very nice. Thank yeah. you. Seamless. Yeah, it really so, was. They're just stalling. They're just trying to keep as many people alive as possible, but they understand that a lot of their army is going to die in the time it takes for them to get to the cauldron. Because remember, they've only got like maybe four or five courts here right now. Mm -hmm. Not all seven. Okay, so then Feyre's like, hey, I've been thinking about getting you a present as a My God, this is stupid. I got you a mating present, though. I hate it. And then out of the mist, the bone carver appears, and he looks like a hot, hot Illyrian warrior. And oh, then I was Reese... talking about the tattoo. I think the the like mating present being the Ouroboros and the bone carver is cool. The tattoo is the bargain, right? But like, she didn't get a tattoo for him. Oh, <laughs> ah! <laughs> I am <laughs> you dumbass. <laughs> I'm a fucking moron. <laughs> you thought she just popped off to a tattoo shop? Yes! I'm sorry, would that be out of place in these books? Would that be so strange? <laughs> because in my mind, she had made that bargain with the bone carver some Already. time ago. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't thinking that that was a new bargain that would be a new tattoo. I was just like... The fuck? Like, ooh, nice. Like, I was just like, this is strange. And then, you know, okay, okay. God, I'm a fucking I'm the heating bosoms for the real smart takes on romance. God, I'm an idiot. I'm really sorry. I'm trying to pull it together. <sighs> Okay. Ooh, Never mind. Boy. I loved it. It was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that stupid tramp stamp she got. <laughs> hey, Reese, I got a tramp stamp of the moon. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. So funny. That is so funny, Aaron. <laughs> Stop it. Stop laughing at me in my face. <laughs> Good job, <I'm> so tired. <laughs> Ooh, okay, so the bone carver arrives, and then oh, and Bryaxis is there too. It's just a swirl of a black, yeah. And there's a claw yeah. that comes out every once in a while, and a wing, and a, a whatever. And then he's like, "You're not the only one that can make bargains." And then out of the mist, the weaver of the wood arrives. Weaver of the, the weaver wood. of the wood. Guess and what? She's, she's wearing a Schmurder's crown. Fuck her. Bloody ass crown. <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> and then Reese has a tat. And the thing is, when Reese like showed his tattoo of the moon and the it's star, it's like or whatever, this polite little swirl behind his yeah. ear or whatever. I got it. I was like, yeah, that's from the bargain with the weaver. <laughs> I, I swear <laughs> to God. Well, it is. It is really funny because the bone carver tattoo is giant on her. I think it's like it's four- her whole spine. Yeah, it's her whole spine. It's like four moons and a star in the middle, like four phases yeah. of the moon and a star in the middle. It's like serious business. And it sounds really hot. Yeah. Like, you know, 
that's that's a really hot tattoo. Is but anyway, into these books because people are very into these books. Do you think there's yeah. anyone as into these books as like would get all the tattoos? Is she out there? Oh, hey maybe. girl, give us a hey shout. Girl. I want to see him. Yeah. Who do you think chooses the tattoo in the night court? Do you think? Ooh, do you think you there's like a bargain tattoo artist that their specialty? Well, I guess what I'm like. If it were me, yeah. if I were in the night court and we were making a bargain, do you think like I get to choose your tattoo and you get to choose mine? Or there's like some kind of magic that makes the tattoos happen? Like, did the bone carver get a tattoo as well? I don't know. And if, you, if you're going to tattoo Briaxis, like, where does that even go? Well, hold on. So, <laughs> I bet it's, just, it's like, the... Dark. Yeah, I don't know. Well, so tattoos are only the night court's signifier of a bargain. Remember? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't. So, first of all, what happens in other courts? But Briaxis is a night court resident. Yeah, but the bone carver is not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like I. Like, all the tattoos that Feyre and Resan have gotten yeah. for doing uh-huh. promises and stuff, deals. Yeah, yeah, yeah have been like real sexy good tattoos of course i just wish that like somebody would be a total bitch and be like my tattoo is spongebob (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) my tattoo is like a big cartman from south park and it's Mm. like (laughs) it's on your neck sorry Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) i think that would be something that that nesta does no <laughs> nesta's not that funny <laughs> no yeah no it's it's too funny for her it is okay sorry all right so now the fighting begins and the monsters are having such a ball like striga the weaver is getting prettier and prettier every corpse she sucks the life out of so beautiful mm-hmm. braxis is scaring everybody's pants mm-hmm. off like it's crazy <laughs> pants are going every which way bone carver's got a skype swoosh, oh yeah bone he's skype. siphon people everywhere yeah wow okay and then reese reese is like hey i'm gonna do a thing real quick and then like puts out his arm and then just like mists a bunch of people oh yeah like a thousand people just turn into blood mist he's like yeah. see that that's me, Reese. I did that. That's how hot I am. <laughs> <laughs> like, so then, Amran's like, I want to go now. And Reese is like, no, it needs to be more chaotic. There needs to be more things happening. And then all of a sudden, a rent in the, in the wind appears. And Tamlin's there. And Baron is there. And Jurian is there. Baron and Aaron and Aaron. And all, there's all these there. armies. Yeah, and and Greyblurg is there too. Yeah. yeah. So there's a human army there as well. And so, yeah. oh, and then Feyre uses the bargain bond to Briaxis mm-hmm. and uh and the Bone Carver and is like, and remember that it's only enemy soldiers, you assholes. And they're like, oh, yeah, they're like, come <laughs> on, man. Like, oh. there's not enough of them. Jeez. I know they're greedy. Okay, so then Eris winnows right over to them and he's like tamlin pulled my dad out of the autumn court by his ear and i loved every moment of it oh and now baron's sons are winnowing through the enemy camp setting fire to all the Fabane stock mm-hmm. yeah 
So that's great. Good job, yeah. Baron. Good job. Sons. Good job. That's smart. Super, super smart. So the weaver is like clearing a path. Yes. To the cauldron. Yes. The weaver is is doing a big path all the way up to the cauldron. And it is insane to me that the weaver mm. is such a big part of the strategy of this battle. <laughs> and Reese thought it was fun to keep this secret up until battle time. I know. And now it's like, oh, follow the weaver. And then Feyre's like, how does the weaver even know where the cauldron is? And there's some random um, answer She's got to a that. really good sense of smell. Yeah, what, what the fuck ever. But it's like, maybe if like a few days before the battle, you could have like talked to the weaver about like, we could have all had this strategy. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is where the cauldron is. And like, how to, I don't know. I just like, uh, maybe just some communication would have been better. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Whatever, whatever. So the maid girl gang starts heading toward the cauldron, following the path the weaver is doing. And then Nesta all of a sudden starts fainting and vomiting Losing and shouting for, for Cassian. Cassian! 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 This part was kind of nice. It was hot. <laughs> I didn't mind it. It was hot. It, it was, was a big romance. Nice. If you forget that it's Nesta and it's yeah. like you don't want your friend to be with her, it's nice. Yeah. Oh, it's very nice. So the cauldron is powering up. And Cassian, <laughs> it's not a poop robot, Aaron. I didn't say it was a poop robot. That's far noisier than the poop robot. Do you need me to? This is a cauldron powering up. This is a poop robot eating the poops. If you're a new listener, if you're a new Akotar, if you're if you're one of our new Akotar listeners, go back to episode poop, 39. A poop robot is a robot that they do put in your butt when you get sucked up to be an interstellar bride on planet. What? Prithian. No, no that's where we Prithian. are now. Shoot. Prillian Prime. Prillian Prime. So that you don't have to poop anymore once you start living with your new alien you're husbands. You're doing a lot of butt plural. stuff up there. Okay. Yeah. For Yeah. So you don't have to poop anymore for when you marry your alien husbands on Prithian Prime who also happen to be cousins and only like anal. Well, they like double <laughs> penetration. There's one that only likes anal. Anyway, There's a butt alien and a vagina a butt, alien. You have a butt husband and you have also a vagina husband. Listen, there's too much to describe, but here's a cauldron powering up. Like that. Here uh-huh. is a butt robot powering up. Do you see the difference? <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs> I don't know if listener heard the difference because you were laughing so hard. But one, <laughs> one is like like a loud electronic sound that's like coming from nothing. And then the other one uh-huh. is just like a really advanced Samsung dishwasher. <laughs> and like you're in somebody's like real bougie house and they turn yeah. on their like really quiet Samsung dishwasher, but you can still kind of hear it. You know? <laughs> I hear it. Yep. Yeah. I hope you heard that too, listener. And I am so sorry if I impeded your experience with yeah. all of my <laughs> all of my laughter. Okay, the cauldron is powering <laughs> up and it's much louder than a poop robot. Yes. And so Cassian flies down a little and he's about to fly back up, except that Nesta screams for him again and he gets very concernicus. Cassian! Yeah. And then the cauldron mists an entire like like group of an army out of the sky. 
Yeah. It missed a bunch of Illyrians and Sagittarians. That's not right. And no. them seraphims. Um, that's yeah. what they're seraphims. called. The, the, yes. Wait, no, they're not there yet. The seraphims haven't come yet. Yes, they have. No, they haven't. They're not there That's yet. Thesons. Thesons is a seraphim. Oh, they're a seraphims? The Thesons? I think. Oh, yeah. okay. So some, you guys, some seraphims are there, but like not some others. Sorry, spoiler alerts. Listen, there are some winged bros that have right. feathers up in the sky alongside of the bat winged bros who it are the Illyrians. Matter. This called it. They're like dead spotlight. now, though. It, it like goes yeah. on and then like it's a big white spotlight and it just vaporizes like thousands and thousands of people to include Mr. Carver, the bone carver. Yeah, the bone. Well, that's the second blast. So then it does it oh. again, but it, it like shoots it in a different area. And oh, you're right. They're peregrines that are up Par- in the sky. Those peregrine falcons. So sorry. They're dead now. From so don't even. Decent, decent times. Peregrines. Which court yeah. is Thesen's court? Daytime? The dawn one. Oh, right. The dawn, dawn. with all the pastels and the burbs. That's the yeah. one. Yeah. The bubble, the, yeah. bur- the birds and the bubbles. Yeah. Yep. Okay. 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 That bone carver, though, he smiles at Feyre because this is oh what he wanted. God. He wanted to go. He wanted to go. He smiles at Feyre, and then he is gone in that white light. Yeah. Yeah. And she and says a prayer for him, and she hopes oh that he God. found the place that he was looking for. What's up? And the weaver, right before the blast hit, the weaver screamed Scream- a warning, ah! a, sisterly a sisterly warning <sighs> for the bone carver. And then Feyre says they had to been herself, enemies for like thousands of years. He had been afraid thousands. of her because she would surely kill him. Oh my gosh, family redemption. <laughs> oh <Okay>. no. Oh <laughs> no. Oh no. Also, if you are a new listener, Melody cannot handle a family redemption story. <laughs> you guys, there's so much family redemption in this part. I have been a mess. The bone carver go yes! fuck yourself. How dare you? <laughs> it's true. She warns him. She is a death god and she warns him. I don't know what other kind of family redemption you want from them. No, I actually was very touched by it. Yeah. So then she realizes that the carver probably didn't test her because of her. He tested her because he knew that if he agreed to this, this is how he died forever. Yeah. And she thinks that maybe he had already carved his own death onto a bone before he got here. And she, ugh. And she now yeah. wants his death to be worth it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now, Nesta says that the cauldron has quieted. And yeah. meanwhile, Elaine is over there puking just from terror. Oh, my God. Elaine. Can I read you? Can you read that? Can Please. I read? Any <laughs> chance we had at victory, dot, dot, dot. What's implied in those dots is that it's gone. They're gone. gone. It's no more. Nesta wasn't going anywhere. She could barely stay sitting. Thanks, Nesta. Come and on, Elaine... Nesta. Amron was holding Elaine upright as she vomited in the grass, not from the cauldron, but from terror. Elaine, Elaine, this is not about you. All you have to do is walk to a bathtub. Yeah. Just do it. Walk to the bathtub, Elaine. <laughs> same for Nesta. I mean, honestly, same for Nesta. I mean, sort of. But she's having an so actual Feyre, physical reaction. I know reaction. she's got the cauldron connection or whatever. Yeah. But like, get the fuck up and walk toward that cauldron, Nesta. Yeah, deal with it. So, Feyre looks at Amran and she's like, you think we could just do it, the two of us? And Amran's like, yeah, I think we could. So, they, they do get going. Yeah, they're gonna, they're about to go. And then Az, oh my god, Az is so fucking sexy in this moment. Because he comes over and he's like, 
Rhysand, I'm going in. And Reese is like, no, you're not. And he looks at him and he goes, because earlier Rhysand um, threatened to chain him to a tree. He looks uh-huh. at Reese and he goes, chain me to a tree. Go ahead. I will pull it out of the ground and fly with it on my back. Ooh. Hot. As. As hot. A Verdict is in. Hot. <laughs> hot. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah. So then, out of nowhere, they see coming on the horizon an armada from behind them. There's a horn. Horn. A horn. <laughs> on boats. An armada yeah. horn. Horn. Why are we saying horn? <laughs> <Because> <laughs> <laughs> Melody, what? What? A horn. A horn indicates they got there. <laughs> that's all. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. apparently, all, the horn also just says horn. <laughs> that makes there's me a laugh big so horn. Hard. And you would think the battles are like loud, but like every time <laughs> something happens, Sarah is like Sarah J. Moss is like the all the army stopped fighting and turned, and it's like <laughs> it's loud down there, Sarah. They it's true. They did horn. It. Horde! So they're coming <laughs> on these boats. Hybrid's Armada is there. Oh no! And then they see now, they see a flappy flap of no. other ones, and they're flying. No. Yeah, they are. Those are those Not seraphims. Oh god, Melody. No. First, Rhysand looks at Farah, and he's like, "You need to get to that bathtub. But if yeah. you if shit goes sideways." You need to run. You need to live to fight another day. Do not be a hero. Because now he knows that they're surrounded, Aaron. They're surrounded. Mm-hmm. And it they, they're definitely goners now. And so he encourages his mate to do the best she can, but then fuck off as soon as things go bad. Then mm-hmm. more horns. More horns. horns. <laughs> And so he grabs her and he shoots up into the sky. And now, take it away, Aaron. There's the flabby boys. There's more flappers. <laughs> They're flying toward us. And those are those seraphims. Uh-huh. You know, uh, Muriel and, and Drake, Dracon? Yep. They're coming. They're here. Those, <laughs> They're here. They yeah, got those, here now. Those bird uh, bird boys. And then, um, you know, who, who came with the boats? Um, look, actually, double take. Double what? Those boats are good boats. <gasps> There's so boats many are, boats. They're not bad boats. They're good boats. And they've got no. all kind of different flags. Yeah, yeah, the, the new army is a, is a good boat. They're, but Highburn's oh. army is also there. Oh, I thought Highburn's army ha- was actually good boats. Anyway, no. there's some different, different there's good more boats. boats. And they're coming up and behind. And they've got all kind of different over. flags and stuff. And Drake got that. Fla- flaps right over to him, and he's like, "Hey yeah. guys, we're here now. We didn't remember know- that bird curse queen. <laughs> yes, you know, she's here. And the snow and the fire and the snow and the, the, the flame, and the feather and the flower, and the feather and the snow. Remember her? Yeah, I do. You remember Lucian left to go find that bird curse uh-huh. queen, Firebird queen? Yeah, who I would totally be if not for financial obligations. Totally. Well, Lucian did not find that Firebird queen. No. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> He That's did the find best her. Punchline ever when they were like, Lucian, you found her. And he's like, nah. He's like, nah. <laughs> well, I've he been did. Just he found her, but he didn't find her first. 
Because the first guess who one found her first. I don't guys. like it, and I don't care. What are you talking about? I Family redemption. Oh God, I forgot. So Feyre and Nesta's useless dad, who spent years just carving little carvings while Feyre chopped don't all the chop woods. Firewood, you don't deserve <laughs> Feywood. I will say it over and over again. <laughs> I know he's not trying to get any Fay wood, but still, he doesn't deserve it. I mean, I don't know him. He could have a, a, I don't know him a midlife transformation. Who knows? That's the problem, though. I don't know him. I don't know anything about him. I don't care. Listen, shut your mouth when I'm talking to you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. so her, her dad left a while ago saying that he was like going on a, a merchant schmurger. And they don't know where he's been. But apparently at a meeting, he found out about the threat. And so he has spent the last few months that he's been gone getting a whole army together, including but not limited to finding Vasa. That's the bird lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the bird queen. The fire and the flame. And he has he's rallied this huge force to come and help our hot dummies. And oh, Draken looks at everybody and he, oh, he says, he calls himself the Prince of Merchants, Draken said. Apparently, he discovered the human queens were traitors months ago and has been gathering an independent human army to face Hybern ever since. He managed to find Queen Vasa and together they rallied this army. Draken shrugged. He told me that he's got three daughters who live here and that he failed them for many years, but he would not fail them this time. He named his ships after them. And my actual note in all caps is FAMILY REDEMPTION! <laughs> and so, so Nesta, oh, oh, because Cassian's holding Nesta right now in the sky, too. And they look out, and there's the Feyre, the Elaine, and the Nesta. And her dad is currently driving the Nesta. Yeah, he named the best good ship the Nesta. Which also, like, how fucked up is that? The daughter that did the fucking least. Yeah, for the daughter who hated him the most, and not for yeah. the daughter who, like, I don't know, kept them alive for years and years yeah. and years. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Yeah. So, Firebird comes out, and she is ready to fuck shit up. And you know who, you know how she does this? I love it so much. She does this by flying toward the, bo the boats, and then just, like, slamming her flaming body into them. She's just like, Yep. <laughs> Yep. it's incredible yeah and so nesta says that she can create a distraction for Feyre and amran by drawing hibern away from the cauldron this is a great plan and this i is hate so that smart. is like no nesta you can't you can't sacrifice yourself who gives a fuck this is nesta's whole purpose in life well come on he's saying that about cassian let's be real that's true but like Listen, the guy wants to go, man. Here, he I, does. Listen, all, all these guys have, have decided they're not coming out of this battle. Yeah. Can we just all decide we're all not coming out of this battle yeah. and do what needs to be done without yep. having any arguments about it? Asriel, Cassian, Reese, Feyre. Their fighting about whether or not Cassian was going to do this did make Losing me cry. Losing a good chunk of time by doing it, too. It, but it did make me cry. So, yeah. Anyway, it was a big suite. So the whole thing is Nesta's going to go to some yonder hill and she's going to draw on some cauldron powers to get the king of Highburn to go and tell her to, to stop doing that. And it's a great plan. Okay. So Cassian and Nesta shoot off. Fly. Bye bye. And then now that I think about it, 
What does happen to Elaine? Oh, I Oh, you got it? Boy, do I have it right here. Oh. I had Reese move Elaine to the farthest reaches of our camp. No. When he returned, my mate pressed a kiss to my mouth before he took to the skies, spearing for the heart of the battle, the heaviest fighting I could barely stand to look to see where he landed. Alone with Amran, she said to me, blah, 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 blah. Wow. Yeah. Elaine is useless. Wow. But then, okay, now we're going to have to talk about what happens later on. Yeah, because she's like, real far away. But yeah. Yeah. But so was Arya Stark. <laughs> That's true. Arya Stark had nowhere to jump from. Okay. So then. Feyre and Amran are going yes. towards that cauldron. And they're following that um, weaver. And weaver. I think. I don't remember if they're still yeah, following Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her. That's true. But then they get, and, they get and to that cloaked. cauldron. Yeah. Yeah, they're cloaked. And then um, uh, the, the King of Hybern is there? And he just, like, walks yeah. right past them because they're cloaked. And then he, like, just squishes the head of the weaver. Right? So what the fuck was this? He walks over to her because the weaver looks straight at Nesta. And, or, I'm sorry, Amarin and Feyre. And she's like, hey, ladies, I'm going to create a distraction, basically. Right. And then goes and attacks the guards. And then the King of Highburn comes over and he's like, oh, you're the weaver. You're so very beautiful. And she's like... Thanks so much, King of Highburn. Do you want to bow like is like used to be customary? And then he just reaches out and snaps her neck. Yeah. And then he throws her to his Naga hounds. Mm -hmm. What kind of all powerful god demon is this? It was crazy. I think it was the book trying to tell us like how super powerful the King of Highburn is. But then like, I don't know. It was but then, crazy. Like, why are they fighting this battle in the first place then? I don't you know. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do you think she kind of like wanted to die because her brother died and she had like fulfilled <sighs> the mission? I don't know. The totally wise bargain that Reese struck was that yeah, she would no freer. longer be. Yeah, she would yeah. no longer be stuck in those woods. So like, I don't know why she would want to die. Yeah, she I gets, don't know. Like, free I was just thinking buffet. that was the only way for me to explain it, that her brother had died and, and she yeah. had fulfilled her end of the bargain. And now she didn't really give a shit if she was free or not. She just wanted to go. I don't know. I don't know. I don't the, know. The I'm way of these old god this. monsters is uh, elusive to me. It is. It is. So then Highburn feels Nesta and he winnows out. And then Feyre and Amran approach the cauldron. And Feyre, Amran's like, grab onto that bitch. And so she does. <laughs> and uh, Feyre then immediately gets lost in the cauldron. And the cauldron <gasps> takes her like over the battle. And then yeah, she this goes is a, over. What a, what a literally literary device this cauldron does to be able so that we yeah. can see this scene where Feyre is not a part of it between Nesta Completely. and the King of Highburn. So the King of Highburn, after he kills the weaver, is like, oh shit, Nesta's gathering all the power from the cauldron over yonder, mm -hmm. I'll go over there. So he goes there, so does Feyre, because she's g attached to the cauldron, and she's just kind of like watching from the outside. Yeah. But right before that happens, though, is when Amran does the big betrayal. You're right, I forgot. So Amran opens up the book like she's going to read from the book to do the thing that makes the cauldron nullify the highburn armies. And then she throws, she kicks, she throws the book on the ground and then kicks it away. And Feyre's like, what? And Amran's like, I lied to you. And then it's like curtains for Feyre. Now, now we're over on the, yeah. the cliff. Now with, we're flying in the cauldron brain. Yeah. So then the King of Highburn winnows in and he is, so Nesta's got her knife up and she's ready to immediately kill. Yeah. But Highburn shows up and he is holding her dad 
by the throat with like a knife to his throat. And it's a terrible. And so he tells Nesta, oh my gosh, the dad looks at Nesta and he says that he's loved her since the moment, the first moment he held her. And he's sorry for everything. And Nesta says that she'll give the king of Highburn anything to let her dad go. And he says, even what you took from the cauldron? And she says, yes. And he says, even if I have to carve it out of you? And her dad is like, don't you dare touch my daughter. And the king of Highburn snaps his neck. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. He's dead. And so Nesta, she can't move. She's so shocked. And Cassian leaps into action. So she's in such a sad that she nearly allows Cassian to be murdered by the King of Hyburn. That's true. Because she can't handle her shit. Yeah. Cassian gets wrecked. Yeah. Um, it's bad. The King of Hyburn is just like breaking every bone in his body and he's turning them all into compound fractures just for funsies. <laughs> yeah. What, man? It's just There's how you bones, said it was funny. Bones everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then... So then Nesta gets these stormy eyes Mm -hmm. and she holds out a hand and she crazy shoots a power and misses the King of Highburn. Do you know why? Because she didn't train. Because she didn't fucking train. She refused to train this fucker. And meanwhile, she could have been such an asset because she like burned down a whole swath of the forest and the power kept going until she took out a whole like section of the army yeah, down there. And he even says to her, wow, that would have been impressive if you would have known how to aim. Yeah. Or like trained it all. <gasps> anyway, I'm gonna murder you. Now all her power's gone. That was it. She's spent. Done. Yeah. And so she picks up. Okay, so she walks over to Cassian and she grabs up like a sword and she starts trying to kind of sword fight with Hybern, and Hybern's definitely toying Is with that her. When- so Highburn stepped on Cassian's wing. Oh yeah. And like extra broke it and he oh, like yeah. screams in pain and then that's when oh, she yeah. grabs the knife. I was I heard that wing break. Like that was I yeah. Oh rough. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So she like draws so, him into the forest and then he in one step she falls she falls back on the ground and he's yeah. about to murdelate her right up and then Feyre's like, oh, savvy Nesta. It was a it was a diversion. It was a distraction. And because she like light balls him or whatever across mm-hmm. the field. But it doesn't do anything to him other than no. like piss him off a lot. Jesus. He just murdered the weaver. Yeah. With his bare hands. Bare hands. So he comes back over and she crawls over to Cassian. And Cassian declares, he does a declaration of love mm-hmm. and regret. He's like, yeah. the only thing I regret is not having more time with you. And I you promise that in the next life, I'm going to find you and we're going to have that time. And then he smooches her right up. It was so and hot. It's, oh, it's so it was good. So good. It was so uh, good. And then when Hyburn comes over to, you know, power kill them, she tries to shield him with her body. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she like, oh, it's. It's a hot. If they're going to die, they're going to do it together. Huh. Yeah. And so Feyre is trying to bargain with the cauldron. She's like, cauldron, I will give you anything. I will give you my soul. I will give you anything if you save them. And then all of a sudden, a knife comes out of the shadows, like a shadow, mm-hmm. and hits Highburn in the neck. And it goes straight through his neck. And then Elaine comes out of the shadows And she says, don't touch my sister. Yeah. 
Don't, Don't touch, touch my, my sister. sister. Did I do it right? Did I stab it good? I just moved my spindly arm and then I, I put the knife into vile organ. Was that correct? <laughs> and then Nesta gets up and she grabs the knife and she very satisfyingly pulls it like all the way through his throat until she mm-hmm. beheads him and like looks into the head for a little while and then like drop kicks the head or something. It's it's good stuff. I just and have Cassian, a little bit. I mean, I like that Elaine did it or whatever, I guess. I don't know. I like that Nesta didn't. I like that Nesta was so inept that she couldn't fight or use her magic because she yes. refused to. She was so lazy. She wouldn't yeah, do anything completely. with it. But, but I have is, trouble with like Elaine getting all the way from one end. Even having I have trouble with Elaine even giving a shit enough to get from one end of camp to the other. Um, knowing where Nesta is, knowing that this is even going on. I don't know. She has some kind of like a seer. Okay. So let's let's break this down real quick. Because first of all, the only thing Elaine cares about actually are her sisters. More yes. so Nesta than Feyre. But that's literally the only <laughs> thing. That and like seeds. More so Nesta than Feyre. I just hate it. I know. They're so, her best friends, but she's neither of their best friends. It's the worst. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we've got Elaine, who is going to be hyper attuned to like what is happening with her sisters because that's what she cares the most sure. about, and she that's doesn't what, have is it, it in like her a sight. seer thing that gets okay, her. Okay, so over then there? I think it's a combo of the two things. One, it's a seer thing, but then remember when Azriel gave the knife to Elaine, he said, "This is truth teller. Some say that it's magical, and it always strikes true." So I think what happened is that Elaine felt like a a disturbance in the force regarding Nesta and was just like, Mm -hmm. I've got truth teller and swung it forward. And it like it struck true. It It struck where it was going to strike and it brought her to the King of Hyrule. This helps me. This helps me much more. I think I figured it out. If Nesta was just like vomiting all over the ground by being like, Many soldiers are dying in the war. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't see her just doing a murder from behind. Like, it just seems like she's chicken out hard. But if the sword itself was trying to find its mark, I can see where uh, Nesta or uh, Elaine could do that. Okay, that that helps me out a lot. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, now Feyre gets sucked back into her body, (gasps) knowing that her scene is over. We're sucked Ah! back. (laughs) Yeah. The cauldron knows that this is the right time to stop that scening and start a new one. <laughs> yep. And they're losing, you guys. They're losing hard. We got yeah. to see a bunch of people losing on the battlefield. But now oh, yeah. Feyre's we, back in her body. We did a little, like, diversion over to Reese because cauldron, uh-huh. cauldron knows what Feyre wants to see to move the story right. along. We did a little diversion over there. Now we're back. We're back to Amran. Yeah. And Amran's like, I lied to you. Oh, first of all, she's slapping her in the face, being like, bitch, get back here. Get um, it's Yeah. what We got things to do. So she's like, you're not, I lied to you. It's not a thing that's going to nullify Highburn. It's a thing that's going to unleash me. So I will nullify Highburn. Yes. Yes, she will. So she tells Feyre the spell to say. Feyre, you know, does the conduit thing. Amran jumps into that bathtub. Feyre says the spell. And then Amran comes out with, oh, my God, and Varian. I was going to say, how dare you? (laughs) Varian is there this all man. of a sudden. This man. But Aaron, why is he there? 
Well, how did Aaron, he get there? How does he know this happened? I know. How? I know. But Melody, that is the that is these books. You have to just put aside <laughs> all of the gaping plot holes that get them to the places where they need to say the lines that make you such a romance. But this man is there and he is begging Amrin not to leave him. He's like, there's because got to be a when she way. goes back to monster times, she's not even gonna remember her human yeah. times. She will have forgotten yeah. her family. She will have forgotten Reese and Feyre and more and as and she will have forgotten the love of her life Valium. And he's just yeah. there and he's on his knees and he's saying please and he's like Amory. I'm just a boy trying to ask a girl to stop to being not such a get monster. into that cauldron and <laughs> Just a Don't. boy standing in front of a girl asking her <laughs> to not get in that cauldron and return to monster form and forget yes. about me so that we can annihilate this army and save the world. That is what I am. Yes. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> Just please. But she doesn't. Oh, oh my God. Just please read her speech. It's so good. Do I you don't have know it? if I I'm 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 at Varian's speech. Oh, it's right uh, there. Oh yeah, Amran smiled slightly at me at Varian. I watched them for so many eons, humans. In my world, there were humans too, and I watched them love and hate and wage senseless war and find precious peace. Watched them build lives, build worlds. I was I was never allowed such things. I had not been designed that way, had not been ordered to do so. So I watched, and that day I came here, it was the first selfish thing I had done. For a long, long while, I thought it was the punishment for disobeying my father's orders and for wanting. I thought this world was some hell he'd locked me into for disobedience. But I think, I wonder if my father knew if he saw how I watched them love and hate and build and open that rip in the world, not as punishment, but as a gift. For it has been a gift this time with you, with all of you. It has been a gift. Amran, Varian said, and sank onto his knees. I am begging you. Oh. Tell the High Lord, she said softly, to leave out a cup for me. Of oh. spicy blood, because that's, that's what blood. she likes to drink. <laughs> <laughs> and then Farah says she will, and then she gets into that bathtub. No, no, no! And then she looks at Varian and says something else. Keep reading! Oh. I did not think I had it in my heart for another ounce of sorrow. I gripped the cauldron a little harder, my throat thick. I will. She looked to Varian, a wry smile on her red mouth. I watched them most, the humans who loved. I never understood it, how it happened, why it oh. happened. She paused a step away from the cauldron. I think I might have learned with you, though. Perhaps that was a gift, too. Varian's face twisted in anguish, but he made no further movement to stop her. She turned to me and spoke the words into my head, the spell I must think and feel and do. I nodded. When I am free, Amran said to us, do not run. It will attract my attention like a fucking T-Rex. That's the one. I'm going to eat all of you. I'm a monster. Oh <laughs> love Amran. God. I love her so much. So she gets unleashed. And as she's coming out of this thing, she breaks the cauldron, the god yes. of this world, into three different pieces. And she is this amorphous firebird situation and she takes out everybody you guys reese tells everybody to stop and not move and she just annihilates the entire the army the shebang. entire armada every fucking buddy and it is so mm, sexy mm. 
Oh, but yeah. before she goes and eats that army, she makes yeah. eye contact with Feyre as if to say, I still remember. Yeah, she Hot. does. It's really nice. Yeah. And then and then as she like the very last ship, she's about to smoke them. And uh, right after the ship goes up in flames, she mi- miss out. She just she's just <sighs> gone. She's on gone a, on a on a wisp of air. She's gone. And then they look back then, at that cauldron that's all oh, broken. Oh, fuck you guys. And the earth is like cracking and it's like opening up and it's like, oh no. There's a void. The god that created this world is dead and we need to Which fix it. Which means, yeah, because then the the, the world is going to be dead. It's going right. to be a black hole of nothing. So Reese so, comes over and he's like, are you okay? Are you okay? He's like touching her all over. And she's like, yeah. we got to think about that cauldron. So she, he's like, anything that's made can be unmade. I think you can make it again. And she's like, yeah, but with what power? And he goes, me, use me. I have all the most power of all the high lords. Use me. <sighs> but his brownie batter like, is almost gone. It's just what's around the side of the bowl. It's just dregs. Okay. Yeah. It's like crusting. It's been yeah. Oh, God. It's yeah. It's emptied. like, and it's it's like brownie batter. And so like you long. put it in the sink and you fill that bowl with water. And it's kind of oh. like gross in and there. And then you dump it out. And you and then what's it. left? And then it's like, it. and you don't even want to eat that brownie bladder. That's no, like what's left with Feyre and Reese right now. And yeah. they've got to make a god. They've got to make a god, you guys. And Feyre doesn't. She doesn't. She's like, oh, we can do anything together, which is like a big romance, but it's also a big giant stupid. Like <laughs> she's <laughs> like, how do you think he's not too tired, you asshole? Tell him to go she get did, a couple more did. high lords. But they need and to do like, something. Make a train. They need to do something right now. Oh my god! I think that those bitches could winnow up. Anyway, so she's making he, it. She's she making puts that cauldron. her hands on the cauldron. She's making. He's got it. his she's hands on her, and she, she hears him. I love you. I love you. Magic I love you. Going through her. Then she she's can feel his magic sputtering. And I love you. I love you. He says into her brain, sputter, sputter. And so she throws her magic in there too. And finally, the cauldron comes back together, and it's all in one piece. And she is so proud of herself. She's like brushing off her shoulders mm-hmm. she turns around to celebrate with resand and he looks like he's sleeping on the ground spoiler alert you guys he's he dead. not he he's dead. so dead so she gets down and, and she's when like he was no! saying i love you i love you oh. i love you it was because he was dying and he knew he was dying and he wanted her to know that he loved her so much which also like Feyre, this wasn't declaration of love time this wasn't him just being like, hey, remember how much I love you? That's not. What did you think it was? Of oh, course it was a goodbye. Maybe it was a big inspiring battle speech. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. So, <laughs> 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 oh. so, yeah, he says goodbye to her and then he's dead. And so she's understandably distraught. She's upset. I would say. She, <laughs> she <laughs> <was> upset. <laughs> and I'm also pretty upset. I'm sobbing in my bathtub while doing while having contractions the first oh, time right. I read you this. You were having a baby reading this. I was having a baby. <laughs> I there was no there was no moment where I thought this bitch was really dead. But I'm still sobbing. But it was still so sad. It was crazy. There was so not she's like a, shaking a, him. There was not a, a moment of a second where I felt like oh he did. But like I I oh. didn't know. Aaron, do you remember when you texted me that this was technically not a romance? Oh, I wanted so you Sarah to think J. he was Moss dead. I felt like it would enhance your reader um, have experience. have to give you 
NHEA? Do you yeah, remember? Yeah, I felt like it would enhance your reader experience. Do you remember when you were an utter emotional terrorist? Yeah, I do. That was an act of terrorism. Didn't that make your, your reading experience better <laughs> oh, to know that he might not come you. back? No! <laughs> <laughs> I just felt like you hate spoilers and stuff. <laughs> okay, so anyway... She's shaking him and she's sobbing and she's hysterical. She's remembering and remembering what that surreal people, told her. Stay with the high lord. Stay with the high lord. People are, Thiessen's like feel. trying to get his hands on him so that he can try to heal him. And she's like, get away from him. And he's like, I'm trying to help. And there's nothing yeah, to do though. And she can and feel like that mating bond like just kind of floating around in her with it just untethered yeah. and she's trying to hold on to pieces of it and she can't. And the Surreal said, stay with the High Lord. Stay. She's like, the Surreal lied. And then Tarquin comes over and he's like, I'm so sorry. And she's like, she's no. Like, and then no. all of a sudden she looks at everybody. She sees that like there's, I don't know, five High Lords there. And she looks at them and she goes, spit on him. Spit on him. Give him your juices. That's right. And they're like, ooh, we're really dehydrated right now. Yeah, so hard juices. We are. just did that big battles. Yeah. Uh, no, what actually happens is that Helian says, you were a human. It's, and we it made might be you different a- yeah. for High Lords. Like, I don't know what this is. And she's like, I don't give a shit. You try. And so Tarquin is the first one to step up. And he makes his little spitball. And he puts it right he gives on gives him a little kernel seed. Acorn. That's the one. And then a bunch of other dudes do it. And then Farrah's like, tell me how to do it. And so they talk her through it. And so she does it as a high lady. And then Moore puts her knife up to Baron's fucking throat. And he mm-hmm. does it, which is super hot Moore. But then there's just one little pouty sourpuss in the corner with his arms He's crossed. So- being like, I don't want to give it to him because he told my girlfriend. He's <laughs> mad. <laughs> He's so mad. So Farrah looks at him and she's like, Tamlin, please. And he just stone faces her and she's like, please, I will give you anything, 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 anything. And finally, after a big pause, he comes over with his colonel and he says, be happy, Farrah. And he puts it on. It undid me. Hashtag justice for Tamlin. Undid me. Oh, my God. Tamlin. So then Farrah's like talking like trying to talk into the void of the mating bond and she's like telling him about the first time she saw him and when she fell in love with him and how he he coaxed these like croaking disused laughs out of her when she was in the pit of her depression Mm -hmm. and ptsd and she tells him about the beautiful future they're gonna have if he just comes back and she's just like Uh, She's just thinking to herself, stay with the High Lord, stay with the High Lord, stay with the High Lord, please stay with me, stay, 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 stay. And then finally she hears a thump and then a thump because she's and then he starts breathing and then he touches her on her back and he does a sexy Reese thing where he's like, if we're all here, then uh, it's either gone really badly or really well. And everybody's <laughs> like, chortle, chortle. Oh, Reese is back. Oh, yeah. What? I forgot. But one of my favorite jokes in this whole shebang, because there's not a lot yeah. of jokes, but man, did I laugh out loud when they were going <laughs> to they were going to like make the cauldron go back together. And Farrah yeah. just threw the book in it. Oh my god, me too! <laughs> She's like, oh, how do I, how do I make the cauldron again? I'll throw this book in it, and it just like goes thud. She, she tries to read it, and it's all like it's not in a language she can, she can read. And it's so in monster like, language. She panic throws it, and it just goes into the void and doesn't come back. And Reese is like, "That's well, one way to try it." 
Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I won't. Me too. Me too. Oh, okay, man. but anyway. And then, so they're back, the you guys. He's the end. I'm not. We are not talking about this last 100 pages. <laughs> you can give me here. Here, here's what it is, Melody. Five yep. facts about the falling action. Five facts. <laughs> give me five facts. That's it. Kay. That's all we get. Okay. 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 So, God, you guys, I have to choose wisely. Okay. Th- one. They go. She goes back to the tent. Fuck. She buries her dad. You guys. No, I'm sorry. That was a stupid no. fact to waste it on. Fuck of you. Of course I they buried the dad. It. No, we're not. That's not a fact. That's something I have to quick talk about. They do this Melody. beautiful. It's not like five facts about the falling action <laughs> plus some things you want to talk about. Whatever. Let's just do it. Whatever. What do you want to say? They put him in the ground. They put dirt on him. What? It's <laughs> not at all what She's happens. She's sad. They're all sad. It's so, family redemption. First of all, Elaine covers him in flowers. All right. So there's that. But then they do. A, she does a fairy prayer over him. And then she burns him with her firepower. And then Lucian shows up. And Lucian's like, I'm so glad you're okay, Elaine. And Elaine's like, I think I'm glad you're okay, too. And then uh, Fair asks Lucian what he's going to do next. And Lucian's like, I don't really know. And Elaine blurts out, you could come to Valaris. And yep. he's like, that could be a thing I do. Okay. Then she goes back to her tent and she convinces Miriam and Draken <laughs> to, that's one. This is one. <laughs> Feyre buries her dad. No. <laughs> Lucian goes and lives with Miriam. Valaris with Elaine. That's no! too fast, Fuck bitch. <laughs> no. I'll just do a quick sum up. Like, just shush. Okay. So she convinces Miriam and Draken to take the cauldron and hide it on their super secret island. Yeah. Then she calls a meeting and it goes like fine. And they're chatting about like the future of Prithian or whatever. Oh, I'm sorry. First, there's just a chapter about people arriving to the meeting. (laughs) Then there's a chapter for the meeting. And then they go back to Valaris and they drink. And then we get a chapter from Reese's perspective where he like hears Farah's tinkling laughter and the boys come find him and the boys are like, what do we do now? And he's like, we enjoy every heartbeat. And then the last <laughs> chapter is Farah and him doing a lingerie snuggle on the patio mm-hmm. and then him taking her for a sex fly. <laughs> <laughs> In my brain, they fly over Rolaris and do it while in the air. That's yeah, what happens in my brain. That's what happens in Melody fanfic. <laughs> I feel like that's not canon, Melody. <laughs> that's how the book ends. So congratulations. I did it in five facts. Good job, you Melody. Did. Good job, Melody. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. All right. Okay. I have wishes. Real quick wishes. Oh, God, wishes. Okay. But you got to like... I'm fading fast, girl. Okay. My first wish is that Azriel and Elaine get together. I really want to see Sarah J. Moss prove that somebody can choose not to have the mating bond. Yeah, I would love to see Elaine and Lucian not work out. But I yeah. do I do want to see Lucian be happy. Same. I really do. Well, so now I'm kind of on the fence because I really want them to figure out that they they can break boss's curse by just popping her in that cauldron 
and making her a fae. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. And then she and Lucian, because he has a little bit of a crush on her. But yeah. if that doesn't happen, then I really want a Jurian Vasa book. Yeah, I Jurian can see that. and Vasa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jurian and yeah. Vasa. But then I just don't know who is for Lucian. I would like to see a situation where, like, the mating bond, like, it doesn't work out with them, but they have, like, a bond. Like, they're besties. Yeah. You know? I would like to see that. Agreed. Or, I wouldn't hate a thruple. I, I, I think really that expected Asriel you to say a thruple. But, I but the thing is, like, them. there could be other combinations. Like, if it if it is Lucian and Elaine, then mm-hmm. it could be Jurian and Vasa. Yeah, but then who's for Asriel? Asriel needs somebody. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, and I really want more and Vivian's unnamed Winter Court sister. Sure. Yeah, that's who I want. Or more and Vasa. No, I really want either Lucian and Vasa or Jurian and Vasa. I think I really want Jurian and Vasa. Mm-hmm. That's who I want. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Those are my okay. wishes. So, Aaron, do you have a lady? I agree. Elaine and Asriel are the hottest couple around, I think. They in, are. In my head canon. That's the best couple. Yeah, they've been. I feel like I feel like Sarah J. Moss has been setting that up. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't come true, I'm gonna need a really good reason as to why it doesn't. That's not mating bond, right? You know. Yeah. But I do want Lucian to be happy. Yeah. I want somebody to come out of the mist for Lucian. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's your lady love, Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could film what you look like right now. Just soon I'll just see something in this room. Looking at like. objects in her office. <laughs> mm. I have two. Okay, give me what's one of them and I'll make it mine. <laughs> okay. One of them is um the Nerd Out. Ask Alexa to play music by Nerd Out. And it's all like it's hip hop songs from the perspective of nerddom. So like there's Fortnite songs and there are like Black Panther songs. There's a whole Avengers song where each of the Avengers has their own verse. It's good shit. And I think that especially HBs who are at home with like, you know, nerdy teenagers, mm-hmm. it's a good thing to throw on and have them like listen to, you know, they'll want to listen to the lyrics and be focused. Good one. <laughs> that was Aaron's. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I was just listening. I don't even like that. Okay. Do you want to use it as your lady love or not? No, I don't. I liked it. (laughs) What? I thought you were giving me your lady love. I am. No, I thought thought I was listening to yours. (laughs) Oh, no. No, I'll think of something. No, I've got a real lady love. Here's my lady love. The lady love right now is, I think that some people are thriving in quarantine. And for that, I commend you. For others, quarantine is a little bit like the Ouroboros. You might be seeing, yep you might be seeing your worst self <laughs> you might be seeing the the inner you know dregs and insecurities and all the things and so my lady love is if this quarantine is your Ouroboros I need you to pull a Feyre and do some radical self love yeah. you love your scales and you love your matted fur and your horrible deeds in the past and yeah. and love how it was your fault the that the spring court got totally <laughs> annihilated <laughs> <laughs> i love that about yourself just love 
the growth that you have gone through since whatever that horrible deed was, you know, love mm. your three-day-old sweats, <laughs> okay? Just cut yourself some slack yeah. during this Ouroboros quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. I have a similar one. It's like yours was Auroraboros related. <laughs> Mine is mm-hmm. Oreoaboros related. <laughs> if you're... If your true self will eat a whole thing of Oreos. Um, yep. Put those Oreos in a slightly inconvenient place. <laughs> Just like it's going to take 30 seconds to get there. You're like, oh, God, I've got to take the chair all the way over from the such and such and like stand on the thing to get them. And I can't do that because it will it will stop you. Um, from at least going back for like thirds. Because <laughs> I don't know about you, I don't take all 30 Oreos in the same sitting. I, I'm like, mm, I'll take three. And I'll take them yeah. downstairs and I'll just eat my three little Oreos. And then I'm like, mm, I'll just get another three Oreos. I'll just go up the stairs. And but if you've got to like, not only go up the stairs into the kitchen and to the cupboard, but then you also got to like drag a dining room chair over and you got to get to that yeah. top shelf and you got to get all the way to the back underneath the flower and stuff. You might not go it's- for thirds because it's just too much of a hassle. Fair. Yeah. So put some impediments in your way. Yeah. You Oreoboros HBs. Oreoboroses. <laughs> Yeah. If when you look into the Ouroboros, you see somebody who really likes to eat all the Ouroboroses. <laughs> there you go. All right. You can find us on all the places. You can find us on Twitter at heaving underscore bosoms, on Instagram at heaving bosoms, Facebook, just search our podcast name and we're there. We also have a group, the Heaving Bosoms Geriatric Friendship Cult. We have a website, heavingbosomspodcast.com, where you can find the Reading Embrace. You can find our Patreon. You can find, I mean, links to our merch. It's a bunch of shit. We're getting into some serial killer romance on the Patreon. Melody, oh, yeah. It just occurred to me. What is it? We're free. <laughs> we're done. We're free. I feel like Aaron. <laughs> Somebody threw me oh in that garden. We're free. Aaron, what? we're not free. We what? have to rewind real quick. You no. guys. Melly. <laughs> Melly, 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 Melly. No. no. Remember? No. No. <laughs> Aaron, do you remember last time when you told me that you were angry about me rewinding and then you immediately loved me for rewinding? It's going to happen right now. Mm-hmm. As soon as Reese says I'm awake when I am a spit-powered alive. And also, there's a surprise in the cauldron. Because he grabbed onto Amryn on his way back, and she's in the cauldron, and now she's a high fae, and uh, she's back. Amryn yeah. didn't die, you guys. Okay. I, it's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Aaron, we're free. And now we're free. We're like Amryn, the monster, <laughs> free from the cauldron, and now we can just go read a historical. It's <laughs> <Just> like a, <laughs> a nice little bite-sized historical. Ah. Uh, so, keep being a badass. Love yourself as much as you love getting a little tramp stamp of the moon as a present (laughs) for your mate, for your mating present right before a battle and just being like, check it, babe. I got a little tramp stamp of the moon. Also, I got the Ouroboros and the bone carver. And like, that's so confusing. Just tell him you got the Ouroboros and the bone carver. Why even show him the tramp stamp? So stupid.
Love yourself as much as you love doing that for your mate. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Love yourself as much as Pharaoh loves herself, oh. even though she's kind of a bitch and like kind of dumb and stuff. And she totally saw it in the Ouroboros, but she still loves herself. Love yourself that much. If Pharaoh can forgive herself for all her bullshit, you can forgive yourself for all your bullshit. I'm serious. I'm serious. That's some radical self-love right there. She got like thousands of spring court fairies like fucking annihilated. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs> hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes, we are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah! Lilas. Okay, back to the show.